me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? You are listening to a new episode, episode 227 of the Cinema Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Juan. I am joined by the cast, the crew, the Starfleet. Craig? What up? <laughs> Zach? Con. Quinto? Zach Quinto? Yeah, there, there you go. How's everybody uh, doing? You got a good weekend? Planned ahead, Craig? Weekend. It was a chill weekend. <clears throat> chill weekend. Went and saw Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into recent watches. Turtles was good. Zach, you also went and saw something else later. We'll get into that. Um, man, this is already the second episode of August. And then we, we look up and there's only just three more left. Yeah. Three you more two, left. We're into September. You two got kids start, about to start going back to school this week or next week. YouTube kids? I don't have it. YouTube I just have kids. YouTube. I just have regular YouTube. Yeah, mine starts tomorrow. Uh -oh. Uh, oh, kids! Yeah, kids started kids. school. Mine started last week. Really? That early? Yeah, yeah July thirty-first uh, or August first, one of those two. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. They can't fucking wait to get them back into school, huh? It seems like every year it gets earlier and earlier. I swear it does. <laughs> Next year will be June second. June second. They get a month <laughs> off. The best part about it is college football is right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be different. Craig, I was just talking about it earlier. Like, I looked up and it's like all these teams are going to different conferences. And in a few years, it'll probably be like uh, the NFL, just one big conference on this end, one big conference on that end. That'll be it. They've talked so, about two major conferences for a while. So you know, so does this, I think at the end of the day, this just hurts the smaller schools, doesn't it? It, it eliminates the it, how they put it was the have and the have nots because like uh, Appalachian State wouldn't get a payday to play Michigan anymore, you know? Right, because there's going to be too many schools in your own conference, yeah. and there's going to be it's it's going to get to where teams are just going to schedule whomever they want in the first couple games in in a power three, power four conference or whatever, and then um, you move on to the playoff. Because essentially a three-loss team can still get into the playoffs. Can still get in, yeah. So, um, you just want to be the best prepared you can be. Man, I look back last week. I almost want to say I forgot about what we talked about last week. But last week we talked about. I don't know what did we talk about last week. <laughs> oh, Battle Royale! Battle Royale. It wasn't that bad of a movie. No, it's just. You've already moved on. Damn. Um, but if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, wherever you listen to podcasts at, you can. You can get all of our links on the social media, facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. X is at Cinnamon405. And then the email bag, uh, email us at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Formerly known as Twitter X. Twitter. Twitter X. X Twitter. That's so weird. Well, well, I guess when you I guess when you have a billion dollars you can do, I guess you can take a whole social media and do what you do with what you want with it. Um, but Battle Royale was a fun conversation. It was a fun uh, breakdown of the scenes and the kills. Um, you can watch that movie pretty much on any uh, anywhere you stream movies for free. Voodoo. Uh, preview, pre Crackle, I think it's on Crackle. But what we're talking about today, Star Trek in the Darkness, it's on Paramount Plus, right? Yes, and on Netflix. Really? Yeah, that's, that's how I watched it. Weird. You don't own these, Zach? What's the matter with you? I, I know, a lot of things, but Star Trek's not one at the top of the um, list. Speaking of some things that you want to that you've watched and you haven't watched, uh, let's talk to some recent watches. Um, anything you've recently checked out or want to recommend anybody? Yeah, um, uh, 
just trying to get caught up on some of the movies. Went and saw Barbie. Oh, I'm sorry, Billion Dollar Barbie. Give it the give it the respect it deserves. Um, Insidious, The Red Door. Talk to me. Um, while well, you Talk guys went so. Yeah, I thought it was a very um, unique horror film, and it's already been greenlit for a sequel, so we'll probably get that probably sometime next year. Um, while you guys went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I saw I was on the opposite side of the theater watching The Meg to The Trench and arguably the worst movie of the year by far. <laughs> so bad. And uh, I could have told you next- that. Well, listen, I, I rewatched that first one, and it's still a fun B creature feature type film. The this one does is not. It, I saw it for free, and I was I want my money back. What else could Jason um, Statham in it? It's a shark popcorn movie. What else could you expect? Well, the whole concept of him fighting a shark—that's like fifteen minutes of the two-hour movie. At oh. least with the first one, it's like a lot more than that. And then uh, next week's episode, Knock at the Cabin, and uh, went and saw Oppenheimer again, 70 millimeter. And woo, genius Christopher Nolan. Just sleep, so, stay right there. Let me ask you this is the second time you watched it. Did it feel like a three hour movie the second time? Uh, in parts, a little bit. I'll admit to it. Um, it made a lot more sense the second time around. I think a lot, with a lot of his movies, it just does. Uh, that's just a, the rule of Nolan movies. Um, I enjoy. I actually enjoyed the trial scenes a lot more this time around. Um, now that I kind of figured out what was going on and who was who and everything, so yeah, definitely. If you haven't got a chance to see it, go check out that. Um, Barbie was real fun. Um, it's shocking. Thirteen days into its release, it's already a billion dollar film. So you know. I'm gonna beat you off. <laughs> Nobody beaches me off. <laughs> that too. Uh, what about you, Fred? So, so next next week's view of Knock at the Capitol, is that your first time view? No, I saw it in the theater, so it was my second okay. time. Okay. I watched it not too long ago. It'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, as far as recent watches for me, um, Ninja Turtles. Uh, heard good Star things Trek. about it. Yeah, it was. Um, it made you want pizza. It was very Seth Rogen, very really. Seth Rogen. Uh, you could tell there was a lot of influence from his. Um, <clears throat> I guess if you were to perceive what Zach, what Seth Rogen would come up with for a Ninja Turtle film, the the art style and everything makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. It was good, though. The, the story arc and the characters was like very 90-ish TV show. Yeah, it, it, it fell in line pretty well. Um, Superfly came out like, like a badass. Um, it was it was a good villain for an initial, um, I guess, rendition franchise, however they want to... Yeah, almost, almost like a prequel to what everybody realizes and what everybody thinks of the Turtles movies are or the TV show. Oh, like, is that a spoiler? No, like it kind of, okay. it, it kind of like sets you up for, you know, what you, the bigger, what you, badder villains coming up in the next few movies. Yeah, I didn't like uh, Master Splinter. <clears throat> I didn't like the voice character for it. I don't the direction of that. You didn't weird. like Jackie Chan. <laughs> it did not sound like Jackie Chan. I'll tell you that. Jackie Chan was the was the rat. I'll tell you, it did not sound like that. Wow, it sounded like. I don't know. I'm not gonna say what it sounded like, but it did not sound like Jackie Chan. That was one of the most things I was like super, super excited to go see it for was Jackie Chan voicing Splinter. And maybe it was the way the rat looked, Master Splinter. I'm sorry, I don't want to offend people. <laughs> um, but it's it's <laughs> the rat. Oh, that. Speaking of, that was funny. The little reference where they're like, "Oh man, you ratted me out." He's like, "We don't use that language here." Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was funny. It was, fun, it, it was a good watch. Um, Adley loved it. She, um, their first fight scene, she was like, "Wait, is this they're why ninjas? they're called ninjas?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> they're ninjas. They're they're sneaky and they they fight." Um, is it better yeah, than it was... the? Um, is it better than the Michael Bay produced movies that came out with Megan Fox? Yes, couldn't tell you. I never oh, watched okay. that. Yeah, all right. It, it, it made you. It made you want to go back and, like I said, revisit the, 
the, the this, this animated show and the, the 90s movies. So it's just like very throwback -ish. It did. It did. I uh it it made me want to play the old NES Ninja Turtles. But just for mm -hmm. some reason it was very even though I'm not a huge Ninja Turtles fan, I mean I grew up, I watched it a little bit here and there, but it wasn't like, oh, I had the t-shirts and the figures or anything yeah. like that. But it definitely it made me want to it was nostalgic and it 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 was a good vibe film. Uh, I'll rapid fire through mine. If you guys want to stop me, you can. Um, I, I watched all four Lethal Weapon movies. Fantastic Mr. Fox for the first time. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, the, the new T. That was pretty good, actually. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, Beetlejuice, Texas Chainsaw, Sound of Metal for the first time, mm. and Triangle of Sadness. Sound of Metal, wow. That's the first time I've it's, ever seen that movie. It's a good movie. It's so good, yeah. Um, Triangle of Sadness was weird. Have you seen it, Zach? No, I just know it was nominated for Best Picture. I was like, why is this nominated for Best yeah. Picture? And yeah. So I had to go out and get it. I had to go out and find it and watch it since it was nominated. And it's it's three hours long, oh, but it's, it's, it's weird. But it's funny, and it, it almost was like an A24 movie. Sound of it's, Metal, it. I remember it fucked with me so bad with the with the sound design of the oh, film yeah. because he's going to. It, I I really thought like I was going deaf. That's how yeah. bad it was. I had after I watched the Sound of Metal, I had to sit down and think, just think about like how blessed I am to have all my my senses because this guy was just in the matter of just the whole movie went from having the time of his life to struggling to almost being yeah. homeless, and it was. It was a phenomenal movie. I can't believe it took me that long to find it and watch it. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Star Trek Into Darkness uh, for today's episode. Oh, and then the original TMNT and Blowout. And Zombieland. Anything Zombieland. else? If I had to recommend anything, go uh, Sound of Metals on Amazon, right? It's an Amazon original yes. film. Yeah. Um, I, I need to watch that. I've, I mean... It just didn't look good. It looked unique. It gave me, um, oh, not not direct Whiplash vibes, but the whole yeah. like style of the way the music is portrayed in the film. It gave me that. It's yeah. it, 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 it hit me it, like it touched me so much that I was like, man, I'd like to sit down and have a conversation about this one day. Yeah, and I saw you picked up the Criterion too. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, it looks nice. Um, other than that, if I had to recommend anything, like. Go to a movie theater and check out, you know, TMNT. It's a really good movie. Go to Amazon, check out Sound of Metal. And then Triangle of Sadness is on Hulu. If you don't want to physical media it up, go uh, go check it out on Hulu. So you um, didn't get the um, popcorn bucket? I did not. Did they have them available? AMC did, yeah. yeah. The one I went to, yeah. So I was, yeah. I, I mean. They also, they also had the turtles, uh, like, pins. For the, for charity? Yeah. Yeah. I got all four of those. They they with me in. I, I didn't know they were for charity, so I just grabbed all four of them and took them with me. I didn't know you had to pay for them. You're lying. No, I'm just messing. <laughs> no, so I mean, it, it was just the whole the whole thing. I mean, a, a drink and popcorn is like 15, 16 bucks anyway, and I was like, you get the tin and the cup and a little mask. I mean, she wore the mask through the movie, and oh, I wanted the mask. I didn't know you could have got the mask. Man, that makes me want to go back. But if you had to recommend anything, I, those are the three movies I would recommend. Zach, what would you recommend? Would you recommend people go to the movies and check out Oppenheimer again? Yeah, go check out Oppenheimer. Go check out Barbie. Um, Barbie go check out fun. Talk to Me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, like, I was talking about it with a coworker the other day, and it was, it makes fun of, like, women's rights but also has a good moral message to it. it it just it was a really good balance of the two i was upset there was only like four people in the talk to me theater uh yeah i had a packed theater did honestly. you really yeah did you go at an evening no I, it was like at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah that's the biggest a24 so. opening since <laughs> oh, you, yell, bro. <laughs> you should keep that on for the whole episode no yeah, I got was the, the popcorn bucket? Was it? It was metal, wasn't it? 
yeah, I brought it as well. Does metal have a little NYC uh, uh, pothole? Yeah, hold on. Oh, nice. Cover. My room is messy, but I will. Well, New York City. Uh, I'll get it fixed, and I'll show y'all here in a second. Uh, while Craig does that, guys, it is time for the top five. This was right. top five. Oh, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so the, the lid topper, little NYC kind of uh, sewer cover, the, the manhole cover. That's the lid. Then the outside, got the, the little graffiti. Oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. That's a, that's a nicer popcorn bucket than the Mission Impossible bucket I got. And I didn't even go see Mission oh. Impossible. And then they're oh, yeah. in the inside. Nice. Which I told Mallory, I was like, I wish this would have been on the outside because I like seeing the turtles. But then she made, and then, she was like, well, they're in the sewers. It's in the yeah. sewer. So it made sense. Oh. And I, it's a very good design. I was, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I got to get it. Daddy, yeah. I did not like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 she, she said she didn't like this shit. No, she didn't like this shit. <laughs> Say hi. Hi, hi Daddy. Hi, Adley. Okay, go in there. Why is he just being... <laughs> Why are you just sitting there, Zach? Go in there, shut the door. The screen's frozen. Zach's frozen. <laughs> She's like, why are you just sitting there? He is, he, is he frozen? <laughs> He's got to be frozen. Oh, but yeah, no, the, the the and the drink it came with a little cup and the little Ninja Turtle topper, so um, could have got all four. But did you go see Oppenheimer yet? No, oh. I did not. I did not. Let's. Well, Zach's having some technical difficulties. I'll explain the top five. Um, you know, we almost weren't going to do a top five this week, but I'm sitting there thinking about. The lore of the Star Trek animated or Star Trek TV show, and I think it only had like three or four seasons, and then it got just blasted, yeah, you know, uh, into popularity with the original motion picture in the 70s. So it was like it'd be pretty fun to name our top five favorite TV shows that deserve a movie spinoff. Right. Um, so while we wait for Zach to pop back in, um. You want to go ahead and start off with your number five? Yeah, uh, I can start off with my number five. My number five is going to be Friends. Um, just because of the way the whole series ended, like leading up to the final episode, you knew they were all going their separate ways and, you know, things weren't going to be the same again. And you knew that that was the end. But for some way, it still led off into a Joey, a Joey uh, spinoff. And I'm like, man, all that time, effort, money, why not just make like a – and they ended up doing a reunion show, but it was it's yeah. not the same. It was one of those, you know, them sitting around a coffee table having a conversation. Like why not, instead of doing the Joey spinoff, just do a movie, put put them up on the big screen. I mean, for goodness sake, they did that with Sex in the City 1 and 2. Yeah. You know, and, and Jennifer Aniston at that time when the, the whole thing was over, she was already so popular with movies, Courtney Cox, like – I don't know. I think that would have done and been like a really funny movie if they did one final movie of just the entire cast of Friends. I don't know, but that's my number five. Craig, what about you? Uh, my number five is going to be um, it's a mixture of cartoons and everything for me. I mean, uh, I don't really watch a lot of live series TV, but uh, the regular show. Okay. Cartoon Network. Um I just think it was a very unique um, kind of witty comedy between two best friends that are always getting into trouble. Um, a lot of memorable characters on the show. And I just think, you know, having one kind of giant adventure with those two would have been 
would have been pretty funny. Regular show, huh? Called the regular show. Are you looking it up? No. Oh. So Zach's internet went out, so we'll just keep on going until he decides to come back. Just got to keep um, on keeping on, man. Keep on keeping on. My number four is going to be uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, it was only like six episodes, six seasons, and like I can imagine it being a pretty kick-ass movie, especially nowadays with the way FX and you know they do their FX and Hulu original movies. Like I don't know if you've ever seen Sons of Anarchy, but it was real simple, you know, solid. It felt like a, a long, long movie, but um, yeah, the ending kind of just left you a little open. I'm like, man, this again another to me series that would that would make a fun. Uh, kind of like an action-packed movie. So number four for me would be Sons of Anarchy. What about four for you? Uh, number four for me is going to be, I know kind of like your friend's uh, description, they they did a little spinoff, Boy Meets World. I think a Boy Meets World movie kind of um, a little sooner to the end of the actual uh, TV series would have been fantastic. Um back when they were all kind of in their prime and really fit the roles that they were in um, and, and instead of wasn't it Girl Meets World that they changed it to? Yeah. If they would have just kept it Boy Meets World, kept all the same cast and just kind of made it a little bit bigger of, of a movie, I think that would have been fun. I'll talk with you about that because that's my number three. Number three is Boy Meets World and I think you know, especially right when it ended it was so, so popular and Disney Channel original movies that just started coming out around that time. Like, yep. if you don't want to put it up on the big screen, like, make it a Disney Channel original movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think it ended with uh, the hint of Topanga might be pregnant. I know in the last season they had just got married. Um, uh, Eric had adopted or found out he had a son. So everything was becoming more family for everybody. You kind of got like a uh, you didn't get really like a true ending for Sean other right. than him meeting with with that with, the, with his girlfriend. But yep. yeah, that's that would be number three for me. Would be Boy Meets World. Um, what about two for you? Uh, number three for me. Three. Um, that was my three. Number three for me is going to be the Twilight Zone. Um, you know they they came back and did the the Key and Peele series on CBS. Uh, yeah, a CBS. Um, you know those were those were good. They were unique. They were, uh, I mean, Key and Peele put his vision in them the same way he did with all of this stuff. Um, but having a full hour and a half, two hour um, Twilight Zone movie would have been, uh, which they might have already done it, but I, I think one with um, Jordan Peele would be. Would be pretty interesting. Allow him to just do one giant vision for, for a thought for a film. I know, yeah, th those are some pretty good episodes. Uh, especially, I think they only had Jordan Peele only did like two seasons. Yeah, two um, seasons of like seven or eight. Yeah, those were pretty good too. But now I guess they're on what? Are they on Paramount Plus? Probably, if they're yeah. CBS. Um, yeah, it'd be CBS. Uh, number two for me. Uh, just because I didn't like the way it ended. Like, again, it's another sitcom, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, it ended so hot, and it ended with Will Smith at his highest popularity. I mean, they didn't even – they did a reboot serious on Peacock. I guess it was okay. Never watched it. Never interested me. But I just – you know, I think a Fresh Prince movie to where it's a comedy movie, of course, but you add a few – drama elements like the actual series actually did yeah uh, i think it would have been i think it would have been pretty funny um <clears throat> especially with all the cameos that he could have brought in um i don't know fresh prince to me was just a tv show that just screamed one giant comedy movie and i think it would have been i, I think people would have went and saw it saw it i think if will smith put one up together today today a yeah a fresh prince movie people would go see it yeah no uh I mean, when you think about it, those, even though they might have not have originally aired on Nickelodeon, those shows that were on Nick at Night um, were 
just fantastic. I mean, even <clears throat> as a kid, you you would think that you were sitting there and it's like, oh, all I want to do is play video games or watch cartoons. It's like when Fresh Prince came on, when <laughs> I know it's going to sound a little weird, but did, I mean, all of these were just great. Fresh Prince, um, the George Lopez show. Full House. Um, Full House. Like all of those were just Home Improvement. Extremely, extremely well done shows. And, you know, that's something that you don't get a lot of, if at all, anymore is just. I'm not going to say wholesome because I'm sure there was a lot of jokes that went over my head at the time and I just haven't gone back to see them. Oh, but they were, anyone could watch them and enjoy them. It's not like you had to be a science nerd for, um, you know, this portion of the Big Bang Theory or be any type of, like, it just fit every audience. And, and that's what those 90s sitcoms, 80s sitcoms did. It was fantastic. Family Matters. <laughs> Full matters. house, man. Yeah. They uh, and they all had good messages in them. Yeah. Like you go back and look at some of the clips that people share, and it's like, why don't we have shows like this anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but my number two is um, again, it's cartoon. Um, it was was and is extremely popular. Uh, I still think there's a small audience who really gravitate toward it. Is this the, the the Buzz Light series? Oh no, I mean technically Lightyear's already had his movie, but um, that's true. Samurai Jack. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Samurai Jack. Um, I, I can't tell you like the premise of it. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen it, but just the uh, the characters, the the action in the movie or the show, um, the, the evil guy. Uh, Aku, I think is his name, is I, I think that would have been a fantastic if they were to, especially today with the, the way um, people draw anime and everything. I think that would be a fantastic film in today's day and age. Uh, number one for me is going to be The Sopranos. Um, they, had, uh, they had the prequel TV show or the movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, I think it came out on HBO Max as well. Um, but yeah, I think the Sopranos was. But I mean, technically, that last that last uh, season was was more of a movie than anything. So technically, you kind of got your movie at the end. But number one for me would be Sopranos. So, uh, Craig, before you reveal your number one, Zach, do you want to just rapid fire and go through your five? <laughs> yeah, I gotta find a new internet provider. Um, yeah, number five would be Dexter. Number four, Stranger Things. Even though I know. We still have one more season to go. It's I think still it's still continuing, Zach. <laughs> I know. Um, Hannibal, the NBC show with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I thought was really, really good. It kind of ended on a bleh type feel and it really benefit from the movie. Uh, Game of Thrones, even though I think there's a lot of good in the final season of Game of Thrones, um, it probably would have been better as a, like a three hour movie or something. And then my number one uh, would be Chuck, the NBC Zach Zachary Levi show. Really, really fun show, um, and they've been talking about doing a movie like as a. It had a good finale, series finale, but I just thought that it would benefit from a movie, and they've been talking about it for like the last like ten years since it went off the air. So that'd be number my number one. Uh, again, I'll go through my five: Friends, Sons of Anarchy, Boy Meets World, Fresh Prince, Sopranos, and then Craig was just mm -hmm. about to reveal his number one. Uh, my top five was. What was my number five? I completely forgot. It was a uh, regular show. The regular show from Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen it. Um, yeah. Regular show. Is that the one with like the bird? bird? Yeah. The bird in the yeah, raccoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so regular show, Boy Meets World, Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. uh, and then regular show, Boy Meets World, Samurai Jack. I'm missing one in there. Oh, well. Uh, my number one. Johnny, I, I think I tried to put you on it. I don't know if you enjoyed it. Workaholics. Oh, workaholics. <laughs> workaholics. I mean, it was it was pre slash mid Adam Devine when he's really starting to hit off on Pitch Perfect. I mean, now he's doing comedy tours and kind of filling in on other stuff. Uh, not really up to date with his his acting, but um, I just saw him in something recently, actually, but. 
He was in that uh, Pitch Perfect spinoff. Yeah, bumpers, bumpers, mm -hmm. whatever. But um, just the and, and I'm not a I don't I don't take drugs. I'm not a big drug guy. I don't I don't smoke. I don't do any of that stuff. But the concept of what they did and all the troubles they went through, three guys working at some small time office in a cubicle, uh, just the jokes were on par for me. Um, everything, the comedy was is right down my alley. And I think the three of them worked really well together. So, uh, Workaholics is my number one. It's funny you it's funny you mentioned Samurai Jack. I feel like they've been trying to do like a live action version of that for like forever. I dude, I even if they if it wasn't a live action, if you put out a decent anime, mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z in the theater sells. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I mean, you. you I don't know how big of an audience there still would be for it, but I know the people that really enjoy it, like really enjoy it. Yeah. Getting into today's episode, if you guys want to name your top five TV shows that deserve a movie send-off, email us and let us know. We'll get back in an email bag next week. Next week's top five, I'll go ahead and announce it today. Uh, next week's top five, we are talking our top five movies starring... A WWE guy, Seth Rollins. Any of them that matter. It oh, could be the, it, it, it could be the Condemned. It could be the Marine. It could be all thirty of the Rock's movies. It doesn't matter. Uh, name your top five movies that have a WWE guy in them. So, what was the one where uh, it could be the Chaperone with Triple H? No, not the <laughs> Chaperone. The one with um, John Cena, where he's a, a dad and a all the kids are going around doing stuff, and he shows up. Oh, um, is, is it, it playing with fire? Is that one? No, is it, is it blockers? Oh, blockers! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was like I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna like this movie," and it was actually funny. He does the yeah. uh, he does the chugging the beer up the asshole. Skit. Yes, yes, yeah. That's funny. Yep, I I didn't know they just called it blockers. I thought it was the whole thing. What do you mean? What what whole thing? The chicken in front, you know. So I figured. Oh, KFC blockers. Record? Yeah, KFC blockers. KFC blockers. Peacock blockers. That one. That, that's that um, one. today we're talking about Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, IMDb has it at seven point seven. Rotten Tomatoes at eighty four percent. The meta scores at seventy two percent. The Google users like it at seventy seven percent, with a budget of one hundred and eighty five million dollars. It grossed a little over four hundred and sixty-seven million dollars at the box office, with a release date of May sixteenth, twenty thirteen. After the crew of the Enterprise find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. Um. Starring Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, Benedict Cumberbatch, Leonard Nimoy, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, John Chow, Anton Yelchin, Bruce Greenwood, Mr. Peter Weller, uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. Um, so the last time we were on the Enterprise Guys last month, we talked the 2019 version of Star Trek, me and Zach. We had a fun episode. Go back and check it out. Uh, this one, a little bit different. To me, this one is... I didn't check this one out in the theaters, um, but I did watch it as soon as it came out uh, to own. First time, to me, this was kind of uh, the weaker of the first two. Not the first time I watched it, but after today, I was a bit surprised, and I enjoyed it just as much as the first one. Zach, what about you? Uh, yeah, I did see this in the theater. It's kind of the same thing with me. Um, seeing these Star Trek movies, just I, I know I went and saw them, but just, my memories of them are a little blurry. I do know that this was like, the, and people that listen to us in Oklahoma, this was the last movie I saw at the war, and then the next week was the massive tornado that ripped through more and hit the elementary school and everything. Um, I remember liking it. I thought it was a slight improvement of the first movie. Um on this rewatch though, I had an absolute blast with it. Like I, 
I was just kind of shocked at how good it was and how, how much I enjoyed it. So what about you, Craig? Yeah. Um, I just remembered like when, when these started coming out, I was like, man, you know, Star Trek's really got, um, a, they got their formula down, um, mm-hmm. you know, after watching it. And, you know, this was kind of my entry into Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I just knew he was in this movie. I thought it was really stiff at the beginning of this one, but then the more the movie went on, I was like, okay, that's kind of just his character. And when, when he starts breaking down talking about his crew and that's his family. And I was like, man, it's, he delivered a performance. And I, I just really enjoy the, um, the score, the cast, the chemistry. I, I think the, the casts that they've got for these films was a, was a home run. Top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, what do you guys think? I mean, this was your first introduction to the character con. Um, it's it's a kind of a touchy subject when you're talking to original Star Trek fans because this is like, this was really their only famous big bad guy unless you're looking at other Klingons. Yeah. But like Khan in the original motion picture was like a scary type of villain. Um, did he pose a real big threat to you guys watching this movie? Yeah, and you know, it, Craig. He's not even really the main villain either. That's true, and but Craig, what, jumping off what you said about Benedict Cumberbatch, it's like I think all of us would probably agree that's the first time we've actually seen him, probably in a film or noticed like who he is. But ten years, this is this film celebrating ten years actually this year, and in retrospect, now that we know who Benedict Cumberbatch is and the type of movies and the characters he can play, he's Hard perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's perfect as Khan. It makes perfect sense to catch cast him in that as that character. Yeah, and they did it before he got there, you know. And it, it could be a thing where this kind of molded him to be that way, um, or if he just really, you know, he, he molded Khan to be him, and you know, that's just what he came yeah. to be. But um, yeah, I, I just Red Planet opening. You know, at the end of the first one, they, they kind of give you the hint of, you know, these guys are about to go on some adventures. They're about to go on some stories. Yeah. So I really like how this one opens up with an adventure, just a little side mission mm-hmm. of the Red Planet. Yeah. What do you guys think? It's a, a very memorable opening scene. Um, yeah. It's one, it, it doesn't go by the wayside. When you think of the Star Trek movies, you're like, okay, it, it, to me, it's like, oh, is this the one that starts on the red planet? You know, it's just very eye-popping, memorable. The characters, the the people that inhabit that planet, um, mm-hmm. it's 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 what you want in the opening scene. It's it's just very memorable. Yeah, and and even the volcano sequence where like Spock's in the middle of it, and they got to try to rescue him, and just look. Yeah. The vision, I'd say, the visuals in this one are much more slicker, if that makes sense, than the first one they look more polished and they look more um, they put more time to it. I guess I would say the 2009 Star Trek looks really good, but this one feels more organic and more. Yeah. Yeah. Defined. There's more depth to it. I guess I would say. And I like how in this one, they jump right to it. uh, Cause if I'm not mistaken, I didn't get to rewatch the first one. If I'm not mistaken, that's when they learn how to beam from out of sight, right. From like a, a distance yes yeah because like before you could only beam within uh, sight um yeah. but now it's like you just had to be in a, a certain range and That's i like how they yeah. i like how they come and use that immediately like of course you can't you can't there's no sight because of all the smoke from the volcano and they they know to utilize that right off the bat and and put that yeah. in the film and that's what i like about like jj abrams just franchise in general of this of this story is just it's he pays so much respect to the older stuff the movies and the tv show but he's not afraid to put his little touch on right. whether it's the story the, the and, cast and that's what i was going to bring up i was going to talk about jj abrams for a second because he's very much like a, a fixer of franchises um he did he first did it with mission impossible 3 star trek and star wars i would in my opinion i felt like when he did 2009 star trek that was very much like a paying respect to what came before and kind of 
like you said, putting his own spin on it and just paying homage to the original series. Just kind of building this a foundation one, while doing it. Yeah. Well, Into Darkness, I feel like this is what he did with Force Awakens, where we're just going to take this in a whole new direction and just create... I know Khan is from Wrath of Khan or whatever. It's been done before, yeah. but this feels a lot more fresh and organic than... Yeah. I haven't seen Wrath of Khan, so I can't say. Johnny, you watched it. Is it... I've heard the complaints about this movie is I've heard like the last, the second act of this film is essentially Wrath of Khan in reverse or 360 or whatever. Correct. But like I said a few weeks ago when we did the original episode, like Wrath of Khan for, it might've been good. Like in its time, the rewatching of it today is completely bore fest to me. And it was like, I don't know. It's, I mean, you got to respect it, but it's just, it's not you're, It's not going to be anybody's cup of tea, forty some odd years later, um, yeah. especially with how dry the act. You, Craig, you mentioned it about Benedict Cumberbatch being dry at the beginning of the movie. Well, that's how Khan is in the original, just the throughout the entire film. So, like I said, if you guys want to give Wrath of Khan a shot, it's on Paramount Plus. Um, that's the only one I would recommend of watching from the original motion picture. That and the Voyage Home. The Voyage Home is actually kind of funny because it, it shows Spock and Kirk on today's Earth or 1985's Earth. So there's a scene where like Spock and Kirk are on the bus and there's like a dude with a, you know, uh, a boombox listening to music and Spock's like, what the hell is he listening to? It's, it's, it's funny shit. But, um, it, is Khan threatening and Wrath of Khan is compared to Benedict Cumberbatch in this one? Uh, he's dry, like, but he's, he's you know, he's take no names kind of guy. So um, mm. he, he starts, you know, just like this one, he starts off with doing some damage. And I was going to ask you guys the con intro in this. He, of course, they call him something else for the first hour. It's Jonathan something, right? Jonathan Harrison. Jonathan Harrison. John Harrison. So, you know, even going into this movie, the very first time the audience saw it, you heard rumblings, but you didn't know he was con. Right. I think even mm -hmm. cast, you know, cast name, he was John. Um, yeah. What did you guys think of the, the suicide mission? How Khan is like, you know, I can help your daughter. And the, the guy lets him help his daughter. Then he goes and does like a suicide mission for Khan. Pretty dark stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they're just trying to set the balance. Uh, not set the balance, but set the, the, the idea that this guy is a rogue agent i guess at this point uh, is what you would call him um he's not really um it doesn't matter what he has to do uh, he, he takes people's weaknesses and uses it against them to get what he wants to be done um and i like how they were able to um have him kind of steps ahead of everything everything was already kind of planned out um and i thought this movie was going to be was going to kind of drag just a little bit because I think it's like 15 minutes longer than the first one. Yeah. But like, after you have the suicide mission, you get introduced to Marcus, played by Peter Weller, which is the original Robocop. Hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he, he was uh, he was Robocop back in the day. Um, and then you have the headquarters attack, which that scene is Good. tremendous. Mm -hmm. uh, Pike's death. I think in order to take Khan serious, I think one of the main characters from the first movie had to die. But you can't, of course, do you can't do away with any of the, you know, the, the crew main. members. Yeah. So I think picking Pike to to, to die was a, a a well worthy expense. What do you guys think? It, yeah, I feel it like appropriate. Was, I feel like he was big enough to have an impact of it, especially mm. since he was. Pike's uh, Kirk's captain Kirk's. and and kind of mentor into getting him into the academy and everything. So there's that relationship. You know, you didn't want the heartfelt, you know, and everything, but um, it didn't take away from what the remaining story could produce. Yeah, and I thought that even the death sequence itself was actually very emotionally driven. The fact that kind of uh, Spock kind of just cradles him for a little bit and kind of just kind of sees what he sees as he's dying. And yeah. then Kirk on the other side of the room, kind of just figuring out what's going on as he's trying to take out uh, John Harrison in the, in the ship. Um, 
it's a really well action set piece. Um, and considering really there's not, I'd I'd say there's not as much action in the first movie, but the more I think about it, it's kind of, it's more spread it's out, spread out. Yeah. than the first movie. So, uh, I like how they have real life uh, situations and thoughts and moments as far as uh, Scotty wanting to quit and he doesn't believe yeah. that the Enterprise should be like a, a military driven force. He was like, we're explorers, mm -hmm. you know, we're in this for science, exploration. Yeah. Um, I like that, but I didn't like how they use that for, uh, Simon Pegg kind of got a little less, uh, screen time screen than time. I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Simon Pegg is one of the, one of the joys as far as this, this franchise goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of gave light to Anton Yelchin, um, and his character yeah. and was able to put him in a bit of a, a spotlight. Um, and, and you know, it took one of the "quote unquote" main characters. I, I do consider Simon to be one of the main in the film, um, due to what he he does on the ship. Um, kind of takes them out to where they can cause the issues for the ship and and create a storyline. So, and I like how um, another character, new a new character to this is Carol Marcus, played by Alice Eve, who's uh, Admiral Marcus's daughter. She's the science person on the ship, and Spock's like, uh, no. I he like how they jealous. kind of. He is jealous, she, real yeah. Quick. He, he, she's kind of like a wedge between uh, Kirk and Spock, and it's like, no, that's my job. Like, why, why would you bring her on the ship? Yeah, you know. And then she, they even place it real funny, like how she sits in between them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in the first movie, but now that Craig's here, let's talk a little bit more about it as far as again. New movie, same characters. Zach, did you have any feelings on, you know, Zachary Quinto as Spock, or did you just end up liking him even more? Because again, that's you know, original Trekkies. They have a problem with Zachary Quinto. Yeah, I, I actually think that Chris Pine's performance in this one is stronger than the first one. Oh yeah. Um, especially when we actually. When they actually bring Khan, Khan aboard the Enterprise and he kind of confronts him and says, look, the only reason you're not dead is because of me. Now shut your mouth. I think that it was just a really good casting on Chris Pine's part, but it's also the performance of Benedict Cumberbatch. So it's like a good yin and yang to the two. Um, uh, Zachary Quinto was still, I think everyone, I think everyone's performance is like, upgraded in this film to be honest because it's yeah. maybe it's been a cumberbatch maybe it's the subject material maybe it's jj abrams direction whatever it is it just feels more i don't know i don't know if the word is trekkie i guess is the right word i'm trying to use but it's just it feels more organic than it did in the first film everyone i think i, th I think in the first film everyone's still trying to figure out who their character is and not really um rely cross any boundaries what, yeah cross any boundaries and rely on what came before so. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Craig? Uh, you know, not being a old-fashioned Star Trek fan, Leonard Nimoy probably doesn't really mean much. What'd you think of Spock and Captain Kirk in this movie? Are they some of your favorite like characters? Like, do you enjoy watching them in this one? Yeah, um, I think Chris Pine was an excellent choice for Kirk. Um, I liked Sulu. Um, Zachary Quinto, I don't know if it's him as Spock or if it's the character Spock. Um, there were parts that was like, eh. But then overall, I think he was able to um, be very emotionless. Um, and, you know, that's... that's People think it's hard to be, emo you know, show emotion. Try being emotionless. You know, you can't show anything. The slightest um, eyebrow raise um, for a character like that is something that audiences are going to say, okay, he's hiding something because they're not mm -hmm. expecting you to show any emotion. So you have to really control it. You have to really make sure that you're not doing anything out of the ordinary um, for that character. So I think in that aspect, I think he, he did a very good job. So... Approaching the Klingons, you get the scene where Zoe Saldana 
shows up and you know she, she speaks Klingon and uh, first off the Klingons in this movie looked amazing. I don't know what you guys yeah. thought about. Better than uh, the previous. And then you get the easy surrender from Khan. Uh, but this is where you find out what he really is and who he's who really who he really is. Um, and Zach, you said the second part of this movie is pretty much Wrath of Khan in reverse. And that's what I have down on my notes is the roles are reversed from the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. So pretty much in the Wrath of Khan, Spock sacrifices himself in the radiation and he dies to save the Enterprise and to capture Khan. But at this one, it's it's the opposite. You know, you get the scene where Jim goes and sacrifices himself. Uh, Jim ends up dying, and that's where you get the famous Spock, you know, Spock yells Khan. Um, who, who, who does it better, though? Do you, do you prefer the original William Shatner's Khan scream or uh, Zachary Quinto? I mean, I haven't really seen... William Shatner do it, so I'm gonna go with Quinto on this one. So yeah, homework, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, that's what you're doing tonight when you get off this podcast. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I can sit through that. You gotta watch at least the first thirty minutes and tell me what, tell me what it is. It couldn't be worse than watching the old Doom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, the roles reversed. Jim dies. Um, what do you think of that ending shipwreck scene, though, where the ship where the ship crashes down in the future of San Francisco? Yeah, uh, it's funny that you Let's say that because, like, day. yeah, it's funny that you say that. that. That was the year of Man of Steel, and it was like all the destruction porn, like in every movie. Um, like, but like you said, it still looks good to this day. It looks very, you know, if a giant Starfleet ship was going to crash into San Francisco, that's as <laughs> that's as close as we're going to get to that. Um, I don't even, there, there's some movies that come out today where the CGI doesn't even look that good. Marvel. Yeah, the Meg. But um, anyway, <laughs> I really like, you know, the funny thing is, is like, see, I remember seeing this in a theater and when John Harrison finally, when Benedict Cumberbatch says, I am Khan, I felt like, I guess because I'm not a, a Trek fan, I was missing like the awesomeness of like that reveal. But like, it was the key I mean, line of the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't really matter because, like, Benedict Cumberbatch's performance is so strong that I was just like, okay, so this is an adversary that you don't want to mess with at this point. Yeah. Um, I thought the Spock chase scene where he's chasing uh, Khan once he gets beamed down to Earth was yeah. a fantastic chase scene. Um, yeah. And then you get the really ending fight, fight sequence. Yeah, the ending fight between Khan and Spock. Um. I kind of thought in retrospect that it's a good it 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 tugs at the not tugs at the strings. It's a good string to wrap everything up of uh, Khan saving the girl because his blood is like has like healing powers at the beginning. I didn't really put two and two together, so I was just like, oh, so that's how they saved Kirk at the end of the film, and that's how you know. And the and the crazy thing is, is like I feel like. They save, they essentially don't kill Khan and they like hyper freeze him with all his other torpedo family members. They do the, the they do the whole, honestly, they do the whole thing like how uh, in Superman, that's how they, they uh, trap Zod, General Zod. Yeah. yeah. In the original Superman. And I, and I feel like if there's ever going to be a fourth one, which we'll talk about that when we get to beyond, um, they could bring Khan back if they wanted to. It's just kind of like a, We'll keep him on the side in case we ever yeah. need him again. Which I'm so. surprised. I know I know you said we'll talk about it on Beyond, but you look at it, you know, 09, 2013, 2016, and it's yeah. just like all these made so much money. Why was there not another movie just a few years later? And just, I know the big thing with and I know what the big thing was that they were gonna try and bring Prince Chris Hemsworth back in the fourth one as uh, Kirk's dad. I know that was like yeah. the, the big thing going into it. Uh, I, I mean, could it have been that by the time this one Beyond came out, JJ was thought to be pretty deep in Star Wars, and he didn't want to. Well, well, JJ didn't even direct Beyond. No. So who did, who did Beyond? Uh, uh, Justin Lin, who did like yeah. the four. Fast and Furious. 
Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but still, beyond May, $343 million. I mean, it's still, it still was successful. You don't need Starfleet when you got family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came out yesterday, Zach. Did you go pick it up yet? No. I'm good. I saw the thing. Oh. I'm good. I'll watch it this week and I'll talk to you about it next week. Um, I mean, Craig, I know you weren't on the first Star Trek. Um, watching, not seeing the first one, did you enjoy this one a little bit more or a little bit less if you had watched the original, the 2009 one again? Well, for me, when I watched this one, this one was always, um, Oh, nine was good, but this one was like kind of the it raised the bar a little bit. It, it just watched better. Now, I yeah. like I said, I haven't watched oh nine in quite some time. Um, but you go back and watch it tonight. Into Darkness was the one that I always uh gravitated to when I was like, Star Trek is good. When, when somebody was like, Oh, I've never seen Star Trek, I don't want to watch Star Trek, I was like, Into Darkness was good. So, and you yeah. can you can you can watch in the darkness and not even have to worry about watching the first one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you may not have um, some backdrop or backstory on some characters, but you can still watch so, it. So, did you guys like the ending about Khan didn't really have a fate at the end? They they kind of just hyper frozen, saving for later. Or did you want a true ending? You got a good I mean, ending I, no matter what. But I mean, it was a good ending. I just wanted the. I just wanted him to get the get the beat the hell out of him by Spock, which I mean it, it does happen, but I mean, you know, God, it's just you know <laughs> that deserved a very a good death by the end of it, essentially. And then you got um, you know, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say you know, <clears throat> you kind of said it earlier, Zach. Uh, it might have been Johnny. Khan's not really the main villain in this film, All right? So yeah, but... the the fact that they don't kill Khan would insinuate that they had plans to move on with him in the future and they just never got yeah. to that point so you still got the main villain killed Mar marcus died yeah but at the same time the you you got a a, a nice bow ending for con but that bow can also be unwrapped in the future if they needed it to yeah it, it's like we, we put him to bed he's done but he could still come back because he's not dead because he wasn't the main villain. Do you think that what you got? What do you guys think about the some future? What is it? Future booking, as you guys say. Uh, talk about booking. things that fantasy booking. Um, what, what what would you have thought if they had killed Kirk, but they don't resurrect him until the beginning of the next movie? Like they just leave him dead and like so, just kind so, of leave it open ended a little bit. So if we're if we're going back on what they did. In Wrath of Khan, that's what they did with Spock in Wrath of Khan. Spock died. Uh, they they put him they put him in the casket, sent him off to like a, a, a desert planet, and you see the casket. You, you yeah, you see the casket kind of move, and then the movie's over. Uh, so that's what they did in Wrath of Khan, and then Star Trek Three was the search for Spock because they, uh, they, so they it, it really is. It really is a continuation of that one, essentially. Correct. Yeah. So okay. that's what they did in the that's what they did in the first the first three. So um, I thought that we were going to do that here, but technically with Jim, he's technically human. You know, Spock's got that half and half. So I don't know, you know, if it really would have worked, or they could have had Khan resurrect him, and they're like, oh dang, he he's still dead. You know, he didn't come back alive, and then they ship him off in the casket, and then. You know, you see the casket lid move, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I like the ending. I like how, you know, he didn't completely follow Wrath of Khan. Right. Well, and the ending, and the funny thing is, the ending, I thought, they actually go on their five-year exploratory mission. <laughs> I really thought that they did that at the end of the first one. I was like, okay, so this is the, the start of their five-year journey, but no. <laughs> We're going to wait till the which. Makes sense, honestly. If you really think about it, this is still like a relatively new Enterprise crew with these characters, and so for them to go, for them to have like two um, universe-altering or shattering missions, 
Um, it makes sense. And then they do their five-year crew, which, I mean, five-year mission, which leads into beyond. So that I remember, I remember beyond not being as strong as into darkness in the first star Trek, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. Um, Zach, we just, or Craig, we can start with you. Do you have any, uh, favorite scenes? Uh, I like the scene um, when they're jumping from ship to ship. And they're oh, kind yeah, of going through all the, you know, they, they have the, the debris. Um, the debris, but their suits have like the compression to be able to maneuver through everything. And then their their visor kind of almost Tony Starkish with the, the, the course. I thought that was a really cool scene, fun scene. Um, when they get the ship to stabilize and then Khan's ship is kind of coming down after them. That whole sequence, I guess from that point on, um, was really just a great kind of 20, 30-minute span. Um, mm -hmm. So those, and then, uh, yeah, I like the opening, the opening scene. Uh, I would probably have to say the headquarters attack was, was pretty fun. And the uh, chasing leading into the final battle. What about you, Zach? Um, acting wise, I would say the uh, when Kirk confronts Khan about um, you need to be grateful that you're not dead because this is technically that's I could end you right now. Um, great acting between Cumberbatch and Pine. Um, the the warp scene collision where uh, the Enterprise is going warp speed and the vengeance like knocks it out of out of the warp thing. Yeah, I thought it was really well. I thought that was a really cool scene, which leads into the uh the space jump i thought was really good and then um the final battle between spock and Khan and the the foot chase i thought was uh really well done the the, the action in this was really top notch and very tense so, which i appreciated so yeah and of course it had that jj abrams style that we all know and love lens flares every 15 seconds lens yeah. flares zooms out from the you know, it's either zooms in really quick or zooms out and you see everything. Yeah. But uh, he definitely has his own um, way of putting stuff on screen. And you can definitely tell when it is him. Well, and the funny thing is, is just now thinking about it, I don't think, I think Force Awakens fills J.J. Abrams, but it doesn't fill Star Trek, if that makes sense. Like the, the aesthetics yeah. of the two, um, they're very different in filmmaking styles. Um I do appreciate that there wasn't as many lens flares in this movie as in this one as the first one. So, yeah. And to be able to kind of go off from Star Trek, then go into Star Wars uh, around 2015, um, yeah, it's pretty good. So, star rating. Zach, what will do first? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. When this ended, I was like, that was that was awesome. Like, I, you know, going on. Stating up front, I'm not a Trek fan. I, you know, I yep. acknowledge its place in pop culture history, but I just had a blast with the action, the story, Cumberbatch, all the performances, but essentially, especially Cumberbatch. Um, it was just a really, if this was the, if this was going to be the end of Star Trek and they're not going to make any more, I'd be like, yeah, that's good. We've done it. You know, they go off and do their mission. That's it. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. That's just how I felt at the end of the film. I was like, yeah, that was well worth the two hours and fifteen minutes or whatever. So, uh, same here. Uh, I'll give it a nine. Um, it's one of those movies that just like flies by. The action scenes are fun. Everything was just top notch, and, and I really enjoyed it. Nine for me. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you guys. Um, it's it was a blast watching this. The more and more I watched it, the more I was like, "Man, there's a reason I I have these in my Blu-ray collection." Um, they 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 were fun to watch. The cast was amazing. The chemistry was amazing. The the Star Trek scores, uh, the the song, mm -hmm. everything felt big about this movie. And it wasn't done in a cheesy way. It wasn't done over the top. It was. Mm -hmm. To me, in my opinion, a very updated version of Star Trek. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Star Trek going back to the TV show back in the 70s, 60s? 60s, yeah. 
Um, it, it's pretty vanilla. I mean, it's a 60s TV show. There's not much action, not much um, of anything you could do CGI-wise, because obviously there wasn't. Um, everything was practical. Um, but I felt like this was a very updated version of that, and I think J.J. Abrams really captured um, Star Trek in a good light. So, nine for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We'll get back to emails next week, guys. Let us know your star rating of this movie. Let us know your top five TV shows that deserve a movie send-off. Um, and then next week, we're talking about our top five movies starring a WWE guy. So, go through... Um, check out some of those movies. Let us know your top five. But, uh, guys, we can let everybody know what we're going to do next week. Um, M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie that came out this year, and it was Knock at the Cabin. And we will do that next week, um, August the 16th. Uh, and then August the 23rd, right after that, we'll do 28 Days Later. August the 30th, Zach, finally, public enemies. Finally. Yeah. I've been asking for this since 2018. Watch your internet go out and you can't be a part of this episode. <laughs> don't. Don't. And then after all this time, I don't even get to talk about it. September 6th, No Hard Feelings. September 13th, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, 30th anniversary. Uh, wow. September 20th. School of Rock. September 27th, we go back on to the Enterprise and talk Star Trek Beyond. And then November or October the 4th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 20, 2003. Another 10-year-old movie this year. Oh, that is 10 years old this year. Wow. Yeah. You said 2003? Or, or, yeah, 20, 20 years, years old. old. Sorry. Can't do that. Oh, my gosh. 20 years old. <laughs> And, worse, and, and school of, and school of rock is 20 years old this year so and some anniversaries this year so we got some fun episodes but next week knock at the cabin uh is this gonna be a first time watch for you craig knock at the cabin no no i watched it uh like i said not too long ago uh zach you got to check this out in the theater so should be a fun conversation next week um knock at the cabin anything else that you guys want to talk about before you put the final Nail in the coffin for In the Darkness. Uh, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go try. I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go try and go see the Last Voyage of the Demeter this week. So I'll talk about it next week. So. All right, so that comes in, and he's also gonna check out We're at the Con. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Get your opinion <laughs> we'll on that see. next week. Um, other than that, guys, thanks for joining us. New episode next week. Knock at the cabin next Wednesday. August 16th, new episode right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Later. Bye.